Jake Spavital joining us now. And uh, Jake, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. I'm sure you've been flying around the country. Uh, you've been on planes. You've been driving all over the place. Uh, how has uh, life on the road been back recruiting Texas? I bet you never stopped recruiting Texas, even when you left us for a little while. But uh, did you just kind of pick up right where you left off? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy right now. Just you know, getting here in December and and hitting that like you know on the road for about two weeks there, and then uh, really hitting it full speed ahead. And uh, I kind of been all over the place, but it's been good. Just trying to figure out you know the guys that they've previously been recruiting and uh, kind of just using the connections that I've had over the over the years of recruiting the state of Texas and. And, uh, man, it's been fun, you know, but uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to get to February and get off the road because I, my world is just <laughs> all over the place right now. But uh, uh, it's been good being back in the state of Texas and getting to recruit these guys again. So how many meetings, like, with your quarterback room have you had? I would I would, I bet it's, like, not much, if if any. Uh, and And – I'm sure that's exciting, and then you can maybe soon get out there on the field for at least 30-minute increments at a time and maybe try to install a few things and work through some things. Uh, I would think that's going to be kind of an exciting time, and you're probably you're raring to go uh, because uh, you air raid guys, y'all been known to put people – the repetition has been remarkable over the years, and, boy, you drill on stuff like crazy, and so when you can't do that – it has you have to be almost kind of pulling your hair out, I would think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like actually, I we got to do our thirty-minute meetings and kind of walkthroughs on Tuesday of this week, and uh, we get to do another one tomorrow. Uh, and it, that's been pretty difficult uh, just for the install because you know the entire it's a brand new offensive staff, and and we're you know out on the road recruiting, and then we get to Waco for three thirty meetings, and it's just full go, but. Like you're saying, like uh, the repetitions that we do, you know, just over the course of time is, is extremely beneficial. And I love how Coach Aranda is already, you know, diving right into the football side of it. I think the, there's a lot of excitement right now on the offensive side. Uh, it's been fun just to kind of get around these guys and see what they're capable of doing. And uh, so, like, to answer your first question, like, I've only been with the quarterbacks uh, one time. You know, um, I've talked to him on the phone a few times but uh, obviously this was the first uh, QB meeting and uh, you know I really like this group of guys you know I really enjoyed you know doing those meetings and walkthroughs with uh, with uh, you know all the the current players we have so um, you know it, it's exciting for us uh, again like we're excited to kind of get off the road <laughs> so we can slow down and spend more time with our current guys uh, but we understand the importance of uh, getting out there and recruit right now as well. What's a short when you only have a little time do you want to Get on the get them on the board. Do you want to get on the board? Do you want to show them film right away, or is it more? Hey, I just want to tell you guys who I am. I want to talk a little bit. I, I'm sure you would like to pack a lot into limited time. So, like in a Tuesday Thursday meeting, what are you actually trying to accomplish with with your quarterback specifically? Yeah, I, I tried to get the kind of the personal conversations out of the way, you know, throughout yeah. the, the month of December and January, and. And it's more about, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into an install, especially for 30 minutes and and to just go out there and run a play. So you got to talk about, you know, the depth of where the quarterback is, the communication to the offensive line, the snap cadence, like what the concept is, what you're reading. Uh, so it, 
it, it's go, 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 go. But I know eventually it's going to slow down for these guys. But um, hopefully, like, once we get to February, it's going to be fun to get them on the board and start to kind of see how they learn. I'm a big believer in that with, you know, successful quarterback play is, is how they visualize it, how they learn. Or are they a walkthrough guy? Do they like video playbooks? Do they like to write it down? Uh, that's that's going to be the fun part over these next few months is really diving into that quarterback room and uh, trying to maximize everything I can out of them and uh, to the best of their ability and how they learn. So um, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's pretty funny when you talk to the kids uh, on just how all over the place we are as coaches. But, uh, you know, I, I think they understand, like, all the work we're doing, how we're trying to uh, recruit as many guys as we possibly can and, and make this uh, next year's team as best as we possibly can. And, uh, and you know, in the meantime, they know it's going to slow down and we're going to end up uh, doing a lot of great things with this install. Were you already looking in the portal, like, the day you signed your contract or maybe even before the ink was dry? Did you, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking back on the process. It, it had to be kind of a whirlwind-type deal. I mean, it, but y'all needed – you knew the thing with Blake. I think early on you at least visited with Blake a little bit. He decided he was going to move on. So uh, I would imagine there's no – it's no like, oh, let's ease into this. It's like you've got to see what needs we have. What what was that like, just that, that experience? And then what about Daquan? Because, you know, the fan base wants to know everything about him, right? I mean, we kind of know about Sawyer a little bit, know he's a big study guy really good leadership qualities. But what about Daquan Finn, other than the fact how prolific he is? I mean, I think he's accounted for like 88 touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty remarkable in itself. But what made you kind of think, hey, this might be a pretty good fit for what we're hoping to do? Yeah, just, you know, over the years, you know, like what I've learned with quarterback recruiting is you recruit everybody in the country. Uh, and regardless of where you're at, um, just because like eventually with how this portal works, you know, you might have an opportunity to coach him in the future. And uh, with Daquan, I've been watching Daquan for a long time. Uh, you know, obviously, like you said, 88 touchdowns, the experience, you know, he's a proven player. Uh, that's what was the most appealing to me is that he's a winner and he's proven, you know, um, had a lot of good discussions with Blake early. Um, and, you know, and he decided to move on to go to Mississippi State. And with the help of Coach Aranda, he's, he was great with me in terms of what, like, he believes uh, is needed on the offensive side, what available spots are there, um, concerns that he had from the previous year. And that kind of limited down, you know, what we were trying to look for, you know, from an offensive perspective. And when it got down to quarterback, uh, you know, I was just looking for really the – the most proven guy, you know, um, didn't know like how many, like, you know, the, the current, you know, roster that we have, you know, I knew a lot about Sawyer uh, in terms of just, you know, recruiting him and, and just being in the state of Texas and, and watching him go play for Mike Leach. Um, you know, so you knew a little bit about him, but I didn't know much about the other guys. So you had to kind of lean on Mike, my, my whole like philosophy and process on trying to get a quarterback was I wanted a proven guy uh, that, you know, has played a lot of snaps, you know, so you don't have to develop, you know, from the, the game experience side. So that was what we went for. He's a dual threat kid. Uh, he can make all the throws. Um, you know, he rushed for over 600 yards as well. He's very active with his feet. He brings an element to, to the game that uh, is very tough to defend because you got to account him as a runner. And you also have to account him for his ability to throw the ball down the field. So, um, really, it, it, it goes quick, you know, like I think I signed December 1st, roughly around that time. And, you know, the, the portal period ends December 15th. So we moved on to Quan pretty quick. We got him on campus. Uh, you know, I have a, a quarterback analyst in Rhett Holcomb who led me in a, a, 
uh, a really good way too in terms of all the guys that are available out there. Like we we're just scouring the portal, the best making sure that we were trying to get the best guy that could fit for us here at Baylor. And portal's an interesting place, you know. Like I just uh, imagine uh, everybody, and you have to have one guy on staff who's constantly looking. Uh, that's a thing that's changed. Your first head coaching opportunity. I was just thinking back about that. What pandemic? The portal, the NIL, like all of it hits. Um, I think you could have chosen an easier time to have your first head coaching <laughs> job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that that was wild. But I'm sure you learned some amazing things. That was kind of cool, though, when you went in the portal uh, to get a Texas State receiver, who I'm sure you had experience with. And I'm even watching tape that was interesting for you to see that Texas State team that, you know, you had assembled some of that team and some of those kids you had recruited, and they came into Waco and pulled off a big upset. So I, I just, you know, what what do you think is the bit your big, when you look back on that experience, like what's your biggest takeaway that's just like made you better at knowing, I mean, again, that's a lot to get thrown at you during that time. But I, I would think if you get another shot, which hopefully you do, you you'll feel like you've had like a master's and doctorate since uh you know in that in that interim exactly you know just that what a, what a crazy time what a what an interesting spot like college football is in currently you know and and um you know just like uh, talking about the portal and and things of that nature you know we lost a lot of players at texas state to power five schools you know and yeah and that you see a lot of uh you know, really group of five coaches, you know, taking coordinator positions, you know, in, uh, in the power five level because it gets tough to kind of manage your roster. Uh, there's times where we had to take almost 10 offensive linemen in a, in a signing class, which is it's crazy to say, but, you know, you have to adapt to the times and and you have to just make sure you're, um, you know, getting like a, you're, you're building your roster to, to be as competitive as possible. And, you know, we did a lot of great things at Texas State. You know, we we've I thought we flipped the roster in the year 2020. Uh, you know, in 2019, we we went through that year, and we we thought we had to increase the roster and get you know uh, some quality players in, and we did that for 2020. And and uh, it was fun watching them compete last year. You know, like uh, you know, a lot of people you know can maybe have a hatred if the school lets you let you go or anything of that. Yeah. But you know, like I come from a coaching family and. And I know that's part of the business. Uh, we didn't win enough in time, but, you know, we we did a lot of great things, and it was fun watching those kids go out and compete and win. And, and uh, you know, like that was kind of what we envisioned at Texas State, you know, and that's uh, that that's what made us proud is to watch them go out there and have success. And then you get to have an opportunity to recruit Ashton, who uh, we took a risk on and a chance on at uh, Texas State where – you know, he ended up playing 20 games in one season that year because he did the spring season of junior college, and we we signed him at Texas State in the summertime, and then he played the whole season. And you know, he's a great kid, and I I knew what we were getting in him. Uh, you know, coach was talking about we needed more uh, some guys that have kind of a a, a twitchy skill set, a guy that can you know be a gadget guy for us, and uh, you know Ashton. Uh, I think the two games that he played versus uh, Baylor had some pretty good stats and and uh, caught Coach Aranda's eye, and, and it, was, it was great to have the opportunity to get Ashton to come play for us. And um, But, you know, you learn so much in those times, you know, uh, and that's what I love about the game of football. You know, it, it teaches you a lot of life lessons. It, it teaches you how to work, uh, you know, how to think through problems, how to find solutions, you know, and uh, 
I think if I do get another opportunity, like uh, I, I've, I've just grown in so many different ways on how you manage a roster and, and what you do. Everything you do is you do it for the team and, and for the best interest of the team. And uh, that's that's something that uh, you, like I learned a lot at Texas State as you're just trying to build a program for the first time. Jake Spavitol, Baylor's offensive coordinator on the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, and I just people are excited to see what this is going to look like. Uh, it bogged down. They could not run the ball last year, and you've seen that when you look at the tape and everything. How how much – I know you want to run a lot of plays, and I know what the tempo, but, like, how much have you evolved over the years, just e- even in the run game? Your, I mean, we, we think back to Leach and the way he think, he did things, and uh, I, I, w- I would just wonder kind of over the years, what are the biggest changes you've made in your philosophy? Still use, obviously, a lot of those concepts. But, like, how big is the running game, especially coming on the heels of a season when, honestly, they just couldn't run? And, and that impacted in the offense they were in. It's like that pretty much kept them from being able to function. Yeah, the run game, I think, is, uh, you know, the most important thing to what we do. You know, everyone kind of claims me as uh, an air raid throw-it-around guy. That's kind of where my roots are. Uh but, you know, like when I was working for Dana Holgerson, you know, when we went to West Virginia, uh, we knew that we had to, to run the football and, and control the clock early when they made the transition to the Big 12 uh, to be successful. And uh, I think that's when Dana and I got kicked out of the air raid system. Um, you know, like we, they stopped claiming us as, as a, a team like uh, with the Mike Leach system. But it was good for us to – uh, to learn how to run the football more efficiently. And, I, you know, if you look at, like, what we did at Cal last year, I thought we we were running a ton of plays, and our time of possession was one of the top in the country, and we had the Pac-12 leading rusher. And that leads to a lot more success for, you know, everybody else. And I, I can, what I mean by that is is that if you can run the ball well, that means they're going to put more guys in the box, which is going to allow for one-on-one uh, matchups on the perimeter. And, and in today's time, I think that these defenses are getting so talented with pass rush. Like, you watch, like, the NFL Sundays, you know, and you see how many sacks those defensive ends are causing and, and how disruptive they are. It's it's hard for those guys to block them. And, and uh, if you can establish a run game and create one-on-one matchups, uh, the quarterback doesn't have to do much thought in terms of going through progression. And, and that's uh, something that we've kind of just played with over the years, which is uh, – really made us a lot more efficient offensively is being able to run the ball as effective as we can, which allows for the passing game to open up even more and make it a lot easier on the offense line up front. You know, Baylor fans like going fast. They did it for years. And uh, it's, I think there's some excitement in the fact that that's kind of in this program's DNA to a certain extent to race up and down the field. I mean, you got to do it maybe in a responsible manner. Um, I heard you talking about that recently, but still, you talk about a fan base who, again, they had success uh, with Jeff. But at the same time, you know, if you can throw it around and you can go tempo, it, and you've been at places like that where they sort of expect to do things in a certain way, uh, I, 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 people wonder, like, are the fans going to come back? I mean, they went three and nine. If you run a lot of plays and you go up and down the field, the fans show up. I, I think Baylor, you know, is, is evidence of that. Yeah, I can. That's. Uh, I think it's just an exciting brand of uh, just football. You know, um, you know, like I, I just over the years, you know, I come from a defensive family. You know, a family of coaches, and 
you know, like I, I, it's kind of, I guess, the rebel in me that I always wanted to do something opposite of uh, what the defensive coaches wanted, you know, and my dad wanted to huddle and ball control and, you know, uh, you know, milk the clock. And I think that over the years you can, you know, you can still do all that, but like you can do it in an exciting manner and, and, and play as fast as you can. And, and like, you know, I've, I've said it before, you know, talking about, you know, you snap it as many times as possible because we are dealing with like, you know, kids that are playing, you know, at an elite level for the first time. And, and there's a lot of development that goes into that. And, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And if you can snap it as many times as you can, they're going to have more opportunities for success. And, and um, that's what makes it fun. Like, I, I, I honestly, like, I'd get pretty bored if I slowed the game down. And, uh, you know, like, it, it's just, uh, it makes the game even exciting for the play callers and the, and the kids. And, like, when they buy into this tempo, it's really fun to watch them look at you saying, hey, we need to play faster. And because they know it just benefits everybody. And I think that, you know, just what Baylor's done in the past uh, and those exciting offenses, you know, I was looking at the 13, 14, and 15 year there, like averaging over 600 yards a game, which is incredible. And, uh, and uh, that's something that, you know, we would love to bring back to Baylor, you know, is that exciting brand of football that can put a lot of points up, you know, because I know Coach Aranda is locked in right now and, and uh, he's, he's, you know, watching tape nonstop. He's just such a, uh, a ball coach, man. He just loves the game that he's going to try to find ways to get the ball back to the offense as many times as possible. And I'm all for it because that gives us a lot of opportunity to try to get the ball in the end zone. Does it spook you if you run into Nick Florence, like walking around campus? Have you have you seen him yet? I mean, what did he and Gino come out in that game? <laughs> yeah, that game was crazy. We were talking about that too. I saw him the other day. And, and like, you know, the funny thing is, is like I've used some of his clips like over the years, like I was at, you know, Cal last year showing like Nick Florence, you know, doing a, like throwing a concept, you know, because I'm a big believer of just gathering a lot of tape of how other people have done it. And, and uh, I just remember that year in 2012, it was such a crazy shootout. And, you know, that was a defensive coordinator nightmare for sure. But, uh, and it was really fun from an offensive perspective. Did you, uh, who'd you call to find out more about Dave Aranda? I think Dana obviously had crossed paths with him over the year. I mean, this wasn't like a, the greatest situation to come into. Cal, y'all just had a turnaround. You were doing great there. New conference. Maybe you didn't want to travel as much. I mean, some of those trips would have been That's hellacious. But, but was it just the allure of, of coming back to Texas? I mean, what, and, and you know, I'm sure they, hopefully have taken care of you financially, but at the same time, this is, he almost got fired and everybody knows that it's not like, Oh, I'm, you know, bringing up a bad subject. It's, he would be the first person to say that. What about seeing how, you know, tough this thing was last year made you go, you know what? I think, I think I'd like to be, you know, a part of trying to flip something back in the right direction. Yeah, like I talked to a lot of people. You know, I leaned on Dana and I leaned on Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they absolutely love Coach Aranda. And, and uh, you know, like you call everybody and, and no one has a bad thing to say about Coach Aranda. And and you see it. He's such a genuine, authentic person. And I, I've already enjoyed my time being around him. Um, but, you know, like, uh, of course, you know, I think in college football, I think everybody's on the hot seat every single year, you know, the way I look at it. But, Mm-hmm. You know, like I've already always had a respect for Coach Aranda, and you know I've gone up against him when I was at Texas State, and uh, I've always just kind of followed his career, and um, I believe in him. You know, I, like, I believe in this place as well. I've watched, 
you know, just the success they've had and, and just the, the commitment they have here at Baylor to, to wanting to win and to be great. And, and uh, it makes you want to be a part of that, you know, and I, I think that when you're looking for jobs and, and just when you listen to people, you just, you look at the coach and, you know, what type of person he is and, and what type of coach he is. And I think he's one of the greatest defensive minds out there, which is great from uh, an offensive perspective, because I know he's going to try to get us the ball back and he has a lot of pride in stopping people. And, and then you look at the commitment of the university and uh, they're committed to win and winning. And, and uh, you know, like in the time of college football, that's all over the place and there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of uncharted waters like uh, you know they're willing to work through it all and and, and find out what's going to be best for us and and uh, and what's going to put this university in the best position to have success and, and that's something that I've uh, I've always seen from afar from Baylor and uh, and from coach Aranda and I'm, I'm just very fortunate to be a part of it all right I, I thought you might uh try to bring Dana in as like an analyst but I guess you guys have spent enough time <laughs> together over the years, maybe, and I, I guess he was uh, talking to Nebraska, I think, here recently, and that kind of thing. But uh, man, that what a shared history you guys have, and and y'all's whole fraternity. There are books, as you know, written about it. That has to be kind of weird to to be reading one of those things and go, oh yeah, that's those are all the people I learned from, and I'm sure you you know you're mentioned in some of those books as well. But uh, it's uh, it's quite a fraternity. And I sometimes, I mean, you're squarely in it. I'm sure there are some like tentacles out there. The people try to claim it. You're like, wait, do, do y'all do y'all ever like have like get-togethers or reunions or you know? Obviously, it was so sad to lose Coach Leach. But is that even going back to Coach Mummy? Is that a group that ever like y'all try to make it a point to get together and compare notes or anything? We try to, um, you know, like. Over the years, like when I first got into this tree in 2009, um, we would do a one-back clinic somewhere. You know, we would either be at University of Houston or Arizona State or, you know, just uh, Oklahoma State. We would just bring in coaches, you know, that are in our in our tree, and we would just kind of talk ideas because we all have a very similar philosophy. And and uh, it's been fun watching, like, you know, like I was a GA at the time, and my career go, and Cliff Kingsbury was a quality control with me, and his career goes, and then you see all the new – you know, incoming coaches and, and graduate assistants and watch them, like, take off and go. And Eric Morris at North Texas was in there, too. And just uh, at the time in 2009, we were just trying to figure out how to get a first down. And, and now you look back and there's a lot of, you know, head coaches and a lot of really good, you know, play callers that have came out of that tree. And so we still all try to keep in touch. You know, it's difficult to get to, together um, mm-hmm. because recruiting has now turned into be year-round and, and, you know, like just you can meet with your players now over the summer. So it, it's limited time. But when we do have an opportunity to get together, it's fun to just, you know, tell stories and, and just kind of see what anything new that you're kind of working with. Yeah. And is uh, Dave hitting you up for these new Pac-12 teams that are coming in? Like, hey, what do they do? What is Arizona? What is Arizona State? I mean, obviously, you've seen more of them. in re- Although Baylor has seen Utah, you'll see them again. Uh, how much is stuff? How much is that coming up? As you kind of have to, you you learn to you know all new schools, but then you do some of the ones coming in. You have a working knowledge of. Yeah, yeah man. Like if you would have told me the Pac-12 would be done with, you know, like uh, I think that's crazy, you know, and that you know Cal is actually in the ACC now, which is wild to me. But you look at Arizona State and Arizona and Colorado. 
and Utah entering the big, uh, the big 12, you know, and those are quality programs, you know, like, I think that they all are different, you know, um, you know, Utah, which you guys are familiar with is, you know, a very aggressive and, and tough physical team and, and they got great facilities, you know, and you look at Colorado and they've got phenomenal facilities too, but they're more spread air raid, throw it around a little bit, you know, and what Arizona did this past year was fascinating to watch, you know, cause they really flipped it. They've done some great things in the NIL world and, and just in the portal. And, you know, they all bring something different. They're all different styles of play, all of these teams. And uh, I think it's going to be fun for, you know, the Big 12 to actually go and experience these venues too because uh, they're fun places to play. You know, and I think, uh, you know, it's it's going to be great for everybody. It just shows that, you know, the Big 12 has got great leadership and that we've they understand how it's – you know, you've got to have a great direction with your with your conference, and you know, just with them adding on the four teams previously, and then adding these four in from the the Pac-12, just shows that like this is going to be a very solid conference, and it's going to be fun because like you're really going across the country and back. Jake, I appreciate this, and uh, man, I think we're going to get to talk throughout the season, and uh, the boy, the, the chance to talk to coordinators. I uh, I love that and um, and uh, and I really look forward to our conversations and hopefully I don't know if you came back from Cal wearing Birkenstocks or if, you know anything like that but uh, I don't know if that stuff works in Waco. <laughs> no, I still got my jeans and boots on. Okay, okay, those it can change people being out there on that Berkeley campus. You may come back with some new ideas, but. Uh, that that would that would be fine. Baylor's open to new ideas. Uh, Jake, thank you very much, and and uh, really enjoyed the visit. Yeah, awesome. Look forward to talking to you throughout the season as well. Appreciate you. You bet. There, there he goes, Jake Spavital, uh, the new Baylor offensive coordinator on the Matt Mosley show, and uh, we're looking forward. We'll have Jake on. Uh, I think we're going to get to visit with Coach Pallage some during the season as well. And that'll be great. That'll be great. I've always wanted to love talking to those coordinators and kind of seeing what's on their mind from week to week. So that'll be an exciting time.